0: Welcome to another episode of More Content Talk. That's the only show that cuts through Glam the Glitz and all the bullshit to bring you the truthiest news that we can find. I um, often talk about success. I have uh, various different things to say on the subject. Um, first of all, uh, the worship of success. I've, I've done an episode on that. It's a bad idea. Don't do it. But it's fine to pursue success i'm not discouraging the hunt for success i'm not saying that everyone needs to stop being successful i had someone ask me recently that because of my leftist tendencies does that mean that you know the moment i'm not poor anymore i'm now no longer you know liberal because that's the real liberalism is being dirt poor and not ever eating that is such bullshit I'm not a hipster douchebag, okay. I'm not doing this as an act. Like, so th- this is the thing, all right. These people are on social media so goddamn much that they think that everyone is bullshitting just to like be famous. Obviously, I'm doing this show so that I'm not poor anymore. <laughs> obviously this is an investment a long-term investment um you know a project can take five to ten years to be a success it's a long-term investment the overnight success is rare that doesn't happen often that's a fantasy but hard work success like i i had just broken into i think seriously for the first time the acting world and I was a prof- I was professionally employed actor with like four gigs it was amazing at one point four, four different gigs I lost all of them during the pandemic still pissed about it but that was the culmination of you know a decade of hard work and you know maybe even more if you count like when I started in high school but I don't really count that as much because you know in high school, you're basically just dicking around on stage, but um, when you get to, when you get to college, it gets really serious, and it, you know it's difficult, and the directors demand things of you, and you have to deliver. And I consistently did that for ten years, and then I was rewarded. Now I had that reward taken away from me, and now perhaps I may have to devote more time to reestablishing this career, but that doesn't mean, oh, okay, it's time to give up. That means it's time to get mad that means it's time to get serious that means it's time to act like a fool to people notice you you know a fox is foolish it does foolish things many crafty animals do foolish things and they have their reasons for doing those foolish things just like conservatives they have reasons to act crazy because it catches you off guard strikes fear into your heart maybe discourages you from voting there's reasons for everything okay even the even the foolish stuff but i i'm not a quitter i'm not a quitter because i'm a learner and that's important we always talk about learn from our mistakes. We always talk about that. You'll hear every every um, person who who is alive say, you must learn from your mistakes. Because if you don't, you're just going to keep repeating the same mistakes over and over and over again. And you're never going to go anywhere. So that's just something that you must learn and know. And if you don't, then you're never going to be... Anywhere near where I was, if you're in that profession and you're trying to break into it, the theater I'm talking about, you know, I'm sure a lot of you have other professions and perhaps you're interested in acting, perhaps you're not. I mean, a lot of people who are interested in art, art, doing art. That's what I say. That's why I talk about it in this way is that I'm, I'm a person who is already a working artist. OK, I'm not a working artist right now. Because it's still the Delta variant, there's still um, concerns about things like transportation and stuff like that. But I'm I will go back to it, and I'm even like thinking of going like to grad school for it soon here. So like, you know, I'm still doing my thing. But um, I think my real point is that it's not just that you should never give up it's that you should never give up and learn and really you know observe what works and what doesn't work now by doing that I've had pretty modest success growing the show I didn't used to have um, as many followers as I do now I mean if you add all my social media accounts together it's probably like 500 followers i mean sure it's not a lot but i used to have zero and it's only been a year it hasn't even been a year it's still a few weeks away so um it's you know i'm proud of myself because i know that that's good growth i look at my chart you know they give you a little chart so you can see the growth of it of the show And it's going up and it's stabilized, you know, it it does that, that thing it's supposed to do with little peaks and small valleys and then up, 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 up. So I can see it's climbing and, you know, you give this thing another four years, I think you got a pretty good success on your hands. And I'm just going to have that extra, you know, income coming in. And that's all, that's all, It's you know, that's how you do it. But But I had to learn a lot of things. You see, I had to learn that You know, you couldn't just, um, you know, advertise the show. You can't do it that way. You have to converse with people. You have to be a person. You have to provide people with something that they need. In this case, it's entertainment. It's uh, news. It's maybe even a little celebrity gossip. These are things that you want to hear. I know. I'm an entertainer. I'm not... and, And you see... I may not necessarily want to listen to those things on a certain given day. I may want to do something else. But do you know that if you want to be an entertainer, you can't be like that? And and you're seeing the downfall of some of these entertainers. You're seeing the fallout for some of these entertainers now for choosing, constantly choosing um, their particular desires over what their fans desire. You're starting to see the fallout now for some of these... Um, celebrities, who have been very selfish and said, I don't care what my fans want, I don't care if my what my customers want, you have to remember that for an entertainer, the fan is not just some douchebag on Twitter, you know, if you work at a beauty salon, like maybe you have fans of your work, but they're not necessarily your customers that, that perhaps there's some sort of divide there, right? You have your customers, and then you have people who say, "Ooh, that looks very nice. Um, you know, you see that on social media all the time. The people who like the picture of the nice hair aren't necessarily going to go get their hair done. It's just like, they're like, Ooh, that's nice. There's no disconnect like that in the entertainment world. And a lot of people don't get that. I think you can have admirers in different industries and that person could not necessarily make or break you in your career. Like if you're like a lawyer, like the person who pays for you, doesn't make or break your career. So these admirers, it's not it's not so much big a deal because it's not like you need fans to be a lawyer. You don't need fans to be a lawyer. No one has to like you. People, all people hate lawyers. Just talk to people. They hate them. But it doesn't matter because you don't need fans. In the entertainment world, you need fans who are interested in the things that you have to say. And so it becomes very vital in that arena to give the people what they want but think about it that's really what you're doing at every job is giving the people what they want your customer your customer is the person you're giving them what they want and if, if in a normal job you just say oh fuck that you get fired but in the celebrity world what happens is just slowly but surely you become unpopular and then your show goes off the air And this is what they call cancel culture, but really it happens to you all the time. And um, it's not really anything wrong with it. But um, in terms of success, um i have for you a brief uh, excerpt from um, the kellogg insight the, the kellogg school of management at northwestern university um and it talks about success and they measured this in um, many different uh, kinds of people uh i'm not going to read all the fluff in the beginning but you don't need to hear inspiring um examples all you need to do is know the facts uh they turned so the title of this is uh why do some people succeed after failing while others continue to flounder and remember i'm reporting this to, to you because some people get the false impression i think that i'm like some unsuccessful person or something i'm just on like a temporary hiatus and going to be successful soon again i i know because. I'm good at what I do and like in entertainment. That's all that really matters. Like it doesn't matter what you say. You saw what they let Dave Chappelle get away with. You think they're not going to let me get away with making a few jokes about Dave Chappelle. You think that Hollywood really gives a shit. If I burn bridges with these actors who are just disrespectful and like really in the long run are going to lose them money. No, 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 no. You don't understand. I'm on the cutting edge. I've been on the cutting edge of a lot of reports. People who listen to the show know that. I predicted things that other news stations were unable to. Why? Because I know that's what you want. And I'm not gonna tell you how I did it either. You know why? Because then these assholes like Ben Shapiro and shit like that, they'd steal it. And so I keep it secret. But really what it is, the secret, is that I learn, I like to learn. And this is why I know I'll be successful. Let's look at the facts now. They turned to three massive data sets, each containing information about very distinct types of failure and success. 776,721 grant applications submitted to the National Institute of Health Uh, Between 1985 and 2015, the National Venture Capital Association's database of all 58,111 startups to receive venture capital funding from 1970 to 2016, and the Global Terrorism Database, which includes 170,350 attacks between 1970 and 2016. These sources allowed the researchers to track groups and individuals as they made repeated attempts over time to achieve a goal: obtain grant funding, obtain grant funding, lead their company to get acquired at high values or achieve an IPO, or in the case of terrorist organizations, execute an attack with at least one fatality. These three domains can not be more different, Wang says, but as different as they seem. What's interesting is that they all turn out to show very similar predictable patterns. A surefire predictor of success. This model assumes that every attempt has several components like the introduction and budget sections of a grant proposal, for instance, or the location and tactics used in a terrorist attack. Importantly, even if an attempt fails overall, some of its components may still have been good when mounting a new attempt. An individual has to choose for each component, whether to go back to the drawing board or to improve upon a version from a prior failed attempt. A person evaluates the components of their past tries based on feedback from others for the people in Wang's analysis. Feedback might come from the National Institute of Health venture capitalists or higher ups in a terrorist organization but the model acknowledges that some people learn from their failed attempts more than others with those who learn more incorporating more components of their failed attempts into their later attempts at one extreme the very worst learners incorporate zero information from their previous tries starting from scratch on every component every time I see actors do that a lot actors that i worked with those are the annoying ones they're like no oh, like what do you mean you do it again i i don't understand like wasn't it good and you're like no no it was bad it's the first time you did it do it again my practice is so long at home i'm devastated Wah. who cares get off the stage then don't act if you're like that you're just wasting everyone's time at that point seriously though You have to learn from your mistakes. That's what all art is about, learning from your mistakes. That's what most things are about, learning from your mistakes, if you want to accomplish something. All right, now continuing. Most people are somewhere between the two extremes, At the other extreme are perfect learners who consider all of their past failures with each fresh attempt. Well perfect learners will likely achieve success quickly. The model predicts the worst learners have a low chance of success since they never learn anything. They simply thrash around for new versions, Wang says. Wasting valuable time going back to the drawing board again and again. It's the worst way to work. It's so annoying. It's like we already talked about this bullshit thing. Let's not talk about it anymore. Let's move on. You know, we know it worked, we know it didn't work. Let's keep it moving. Continuing uh, the researchers tested this model with their data using average time between attempts as a proxy for an individual's learning ability Since better learners will start from scratch on fewer components allowing them to produce new iterations quickly What they found was a surprising relationship between learning and eventual victory It's not the case that each that each additional unit of learning boosted one's odds of success equally Rather, there's a singular learning threshold that separates eventual successes from the rest. Wang compares this threshold to the transition between water and ice. Imagine I go from five to negative four, from negative five to negative four degrees Celsius, he explains, nothing happens. The ice stays as ice. But the moment the temperature hits a particular point, it begins to melt. Similarly, if someone's learning ability is below the threshold, it's as if they were learning nothing at all. They may improve slightly over time, Wang says, but they will never retain enough good components to produce a full-throated success. But those beyond the threshold should retain enough lessons to all but guarantee success. They produce new iterations faster and faster over time until they eventually have a successful one. In practical terms, this means you don't need to learn from all of your past experiences in order to eventually succeed Wang explains there is a minimum number of failures you need to learn while that is not easily quantifiable in every case the researchers did pinpoint the threshold for National Institute of Health grants at around three how you fail determines whether you'll succeed The research dismisses the common idea that success is a product of sheer chance and also sheds new light on what it really takes for an amateur to become a winner. To simply try try again, for example, is not enough. The data show that individuals below the learning threshold made just as many attempts as those above and likely worked even harder since they insisted on making changes to their perfectly good earlier attempts but this hard work was fruitless since it wasn't incorporating past tries for weighing. The lesson is clear. People should place a high premium on feedback as well as on lessons they learn through failure. There are two very valuable assets. You now have to launch another attempt, he says, but the study reveals that they're only valuable if you can incorporate them into new attempts, bearing out the Silicon Valley mantra, that failing better is key to success. The study also dispels some of the mystery behind who succeeds and who doesn't. The researchers found that learning ability of a given entrepreneur, scientist, or terrorist can be discerned by simply measuring how much time passes between their first few attempts. As a result, their model was able to accurately predict which entrepreneurs, scientists, and terrorists would eventually succeed long before any outward signs of success appear. Thomas Edison said people give up because they don't know how close they are to success. Wayne explains, well, what the paper contributes is now we know. Uh, Because if we have data about how you fail, we have a better idea of where you're headed. So basically, um, you know, you have to kind of be a quick learner to succeed quickly. Um, but you can get it, but don't expect it in a long period of time. If you're, you know, in the middle like most people, um, you have to be able to learn from those mistakes. But you also have to be able to, as they say, you know, fail better. Uh, you have to learn how to fail better. Um, it's not just about learning from your s- mistakes alone. You have to be able to listen to that feedback and then, um, you know, learn through the failure. And if you're able to do that, then you'll be just fine. All right, everyone. I hope you have a phenomenal day, evening, afternoon, fiesta, siesta, downtime, chill time, lunch time, party time, nap time, success time, whatever it may be, failure time. (laughs) Most likely, right? (laughs) That's usually what it is. But we learn, right? And uh, remember, uh, when life gets you down, you can always laugh at something else. Farewell, folks.